Hello everyone, and welcome back to the Red Dwarf Introcast, where longtime fans and newbies alike talk about Red Dwarf, episode by episode. My name is Heath. I'm Angela. Standing in for Shane, who has space mumps today. I'm Tim. And our special guest. Hello, I'm Gareth. I'm back again. <laughs> Hello, Gareth. Back again. Oh, awesome. <laughs> um, so yeah, this week... We are going to tackle uh, Season XI, Episode 3, Give and Take. Um, an interesting episode. And all of Although, our predictions are wrong. All of our predictions were so wrong. We had such good guesses for this one, guys. We um, did. You know, we were thinking that it was going to be swapping body parts and personality traits well, left and right. Well, there was body parts but yeah. stuff going on. Yeah. yeah. But Got not, that bit right. Yeah, but not in the way that, that we had hoped. But, oh, no. wow. If wishes were fishes, would be up to our necks and trout. Um, <laughs> so and cat would be happy. Cat would be so happy. Uh, all right, our cat too. By the way, our we'll have Elfie the podcat with us today, and yes. we we just got back from a trip visiting family for Thanksgiving. So she is mentally traumatized by our long absence and is going to be very purry and meowy and needy today. So she will have lots to say about this episode. There you go. <laughs> yeah, there you go. <laughs> All right. Um, so, uh, the episode starts. Frankly, I think this... I don't know if the last two episodes, I would have to go back and check, but this one felt like a proper Red Dwarf opening with the shot of the Red Dwarf and the trumpet fanfare. It seemed, you know, I felt like I was back in season four or five or something. Yeah. In the I best way. It, I thought... I've always thought that the... The trumpet fanfare has always felt kind of ominous. Mm-hmm. So it's like, ooh, ominous music. Now it's just regular. <laughs> and oh. also Rummer doing a bit. Yes. Which is fun. Yes, we have an extended conversation with the lift. And him with the joystick. <laughs> mm-hmm. So, it, it, I don't know. What did y'all guys think of this this opening? Not that. Not that um, oh, it was brilliant. It was great back to, you know... <laughs> It's it's hard to say about this opening until we get to the end, but when it sets it all up at the start here, it's great. You know, you don't you don't see where it's going straight away. Very true. I was not expecting the callback. Yeah, I was pleasantly surprised later on. Although the callback then opens up so many time travel paradoxes. Yeah. Um, and I'm sure we're coming up to those paradoxes. Oh, um, it's, it's, I want to ask you guys um, what you thought of the of the opening scene before you knew the significance of it. Oh, I still thought it was funny, and yeah, I just thought it was a bit. Yeah, is was this our uh, our first appearance of a scutter this season? Yes, I read in my notes scutter with like ten exclamation points. Wow, yeah, there are. <laughs> it, it is the. It is the first appearance, um, and you probably noticed that the Scott had a little in- indicator on it as well. No, I never like, noticed things like science. that. <laughs> no, well, basically, uh, after River and the Scott go off, it goes beep beep, and then it, little little uh, light flashes on it, and it goes around the corner. Oh, I, I didn't <laughs> oh, okay. notice that at all. Yeah, I yeah. think we were, we Watch were it still again. laughing. Yeah. Um, but it, also, um, it's the first time we see anybody in Red Dwarf when it was made because it was the first episode filmed. Aww. You know? And so that you know, would have been the first scene filmed. That does not surprise me because one of my comments for later is 
they went insane with Kat's makeup for this episode. He looked so <laughs> yeah. much better in episodes one and two, which I know were, were shot later on. Um, but yeah, the, the eye makeup and, and his hairstyle in this one were a bit different uh, and, and not in a good way for me. His, his outfit, though, was fabulous. I think that's probably because they hadn't quite got the makeup quite right at this yeah. point. <laughs> then they, they must have watched it back and thought we need to change that. Yeah. <laughs> good call. Good call. But uh, I think Lister noticed it in one of the lines when he called, when he said the, uh, when he described his hair as the big black bog brush. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. <laughs> so that yeah. might be a little <laughs> nod Don't to make that. fun of his buffant. <laughs> yeah. <clears throat> also, I, I... the return of Mulatto. Yes. Yes. Tell you one. Let me tell you something, Milado. <laughs> yeah. Um, honestly, though, this kind of felt like, and I know this is for later, but there were a total of three guest actors this episode, all voicing computers or parts of the ships or robots. And I was thinking, boy, wouldn't it be great just to have Holly? Because <laughs> <laughs> Holly, yeah, there's, there's, clear... no, there's no room for <laughs> computer or robot voices yeah there clearly is there there's clearly <laughs> a space on the show for them to be arguing with the with the computer yeah oh well oh, it's well. tough yes uh let's see so after our extended uh conversation with the elevator uh, sorry lift um or boot no i'm kidding um <laughs> then, <laughs> uh and, uh threatening to replace him then we learned that Crichton has been upgrading uh, or uh Maintaining his file system. Oh, first <laughs> we've got uh, that apparently Lister has been mixing beer and whiskey. Ah, yes. And sleeping in Rimmer's bunk. Never mix, never worry. Yeah. yeah. They're an old married couple. They totally are. <laughs> <laughs> They've been together now, what, God, there's how many years timeline-wise. <laughs> I know. Yeah. Goodness, that would be an interesting exercise to figure out, whether you're figuring out all the time travel and... Wow. And which rumor it is. Yeah, which rumor is rumor. Oh, yeah. God. <laughs> Don't start that one again. <laughs> but I think yes. the fact that they're still sharing a bunk room after all this time says it all. Yep. Oh, my goodness, Elfie. Can you purr any louder? I'll try. <laughs> <laughs> um, considering that we have a long discussion of cat ethics in this episode then yes. i think the cat purring this is true is probably fitting the cat cares not at all for our podcast nope <laughs> except that you just get... say it's just say it's deliberate yes. yeah there you go you you get to be a bed for the cat during this podcast and that's all she yes. really cares um so let's see we find out that Crichton has deleted his captain bollocks files <laughs> and then feels really bad about it yes so much so he keeps going on about it <laughs> oh, Captain Bollocks! Captain Let, Bollocks. Let, let's that's, move that's on. A, that's a reference to another thing that happened over here. Um, oh, yes. Uh, Shane was going to bring this up, so I'll bring it up because he's not here to bring it up himself. Over here in the UK, we had a t- um, we had a load of original T-shirts, yeah, for the Red oh. Wolf stuff. And one of them was, "Let's get out there and twat it." Oh, the episode of. Oh, okay. Well, somebody decided to wear that to a school. Oh no. dear. <laughs> no, and then found out he got things to school. And then got himself roundly banned. Yeah. Yes. 
Well, we need to point out that this was a, a father going to a sports day who was wearing the t-shirt and didn't think it was a didn't think it was a bad idea. <gasps> oh, trash dads! Oh, oh my! <laughs> See, and the, the if you're making red dwarf t-shirts, like you've got so much opportunity because you can say smeg with you know impunity because it's well, it's not quite made up, but it's far enough from the reality of the word that you could pretty much put, you know, smeg off or whatever on a t-shirt and it not be particularly bad. But, nope, they had to go and... Yeah. Yeah. Again, the sci-fi curse words. Always the best. Frack it, I mean, yeah. Real, real swear words are used sparingly in Red Dwarf, so they're, mm-hmm. all, they're also surprised when they happen. Mm-hmm. Um, but in this case, with, with Let's Get There and Twat It, it didn't mean twat as it normally meant yeah. to mean. It, it, yeah. It's just another way of saying hit it, you know, or yeah. whatever. Yeah, but, um, but still the school didn't realise that because the school don't watch Red Dwarf. And yeah. it still has its shock value in that we know what the word means. Yeah, so it's, yeah, not it's still like, the word yeah. on the t-shirt. Context may be everything, but without the context, it's... Yeah. But as you mentioned t-shirts, I will say you can now get, uh, as part of the Red Dwarf 11 merchandise, a Captain Bollocks t-shirt. Nice. So don't wear those to no, any school sports days. No, don't wear those to sports day. No. See, Conventions only. <laughs> Over here, that would be essentially nothing, just because we don't use Bollocks in the, yeah. in, in the same way. Yeah. It's... It's so weird how, like, and I think we've talked about this on previous episodes back in the day, but how some curse words here um, don't mean much or of anything there, and some curse words there wouldn't mean much of anything here. Um, yeah. Also, it's not cursing if you say it in a British accent. Well, there you go. Yeah. <laughs> That's Henry Doug Higgins' Nail- law, yeah. Yes. <laughs> Doug Naylor was uh, delighted to announce on the night that it was actually shown on Twitter, um, that Captain Bollocks trended on Twitter as a hashtag. Nice. In the UK. <laughs> That's cool. cute. It's so going to be a, the, the has, spin-off series. It has become... Sorry, say that again. It's going to be the spin-off series to Red Dwarf, The Adventures of Captain <laughs> Bollocks. Yes. yes. And the thing is, it's obviously become one of the one of the, the popular jokes of, of this current series because of the, of the trend on Twitter. Nice. Um, but I found out on another podcast... Um, it was the Ganymede Titan uh, dwarf cast. What? They stole and our apparently... name! <laughs> <laughs> well, oh. uh, actually, they th- they thought um, that um, give and take, you know, the initials G and T might actually be oh. um, a little nod to their effort. Yeah. But they noticed it was advertised with an and rather than an ampersand. But yeah. at the beginning of the episode, it is written as an ampersand, so... Nice. It still might have been, or if it, if it isn't, they they think it's a happy coincidence. But I found it on their podcast afterwards um, that Captain Bollocks seems to have originated from a smeg up that wasn't used when they released the old smeg ups on video yeah. and then eventually went to DVD back in the, back in the nineties. Um, there there was like ten minutes worth of smeg ups which were never shown. And somebody leaked them onto YouTube years ago, and you can, you can find them on there. And to, I think one of the last smeg-ups is during a, a, an outtake of uh, Terraform. Uh, Chris Barry screws his line up, and then they all start laughing and joking, and he starts doing his impressions and everything. And then Dan John Jaws comes up with Captain Bollocks, and they all start saying Captain Bollocks, Captain Bollocks, and you think that's possibly where it, where it originated. So 24 years later, it finally makes it into Red Dwarf. Oh, wow. Wow. So they, 
<laughs> never uh it's a deep cut yeah deep i'll cut, always yeah. make never never lose anything just keep it around for 20 years in case you need it love it <laughs> um let's see so our plot seems to be they're trying to do salvage from a space station that's about to get blown up by asteroids that basically and, looks like the same warehouse that like, most of red dwarf the is. same abandoned warehouse that all <laughs> all space things look like yes and they're all carrying around leaf oh. blowers. Oh, what, what was that? Oh, oh, be thankful it's not a quarry in Wales. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, it looks similar to um, power stations they have used in the past. This one in particular is Forley Power Station, ah. and it was their first proper location filming since uh, Back to Earth. We don't really count Lemons, as that was done sort of right next to Shepard and Studios. Yeah. But... Um, but this is the first one they actually went out to a proper location for, you know, for some ages. Nice. Uh, and this power station is due to be demolished pretty soon. So Aww. they've got in there where they could. Well, yeah, yeah. it got Which destroyed by an asteroid. <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. 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 And will be replaced with housing, apparently. Hmm. Oh, let's see. Um, they find, of course, the reference to uh, Asclepius, which I did happen to know because, you know, Greek mythology. Good for you. Woohoo. Um, and then, yeah, in fact, the, uh, a lot of the, I guess probably over there too, but yeah, the rod of Asclepius, the staff with a serpent twirled around it is uh, a medical symbol for a lot of different medical organizations. Yeah. Um, sometimes you have the one with two wings, which is the Caduceus, but that was Mercury's staff and he wasn't real. Anyway. Um, and so. You're very smart. (laughs) I I love though when they do that because (laughs) I like to think that we're still, admired in in greek thought and tradition and mythology three thousand years or three million years into the future or whatever um and making murderous robots well yeah i mean you can't have civilization without murderous robots um (laughs) so we see the charred skeleton which looks delicious okay so i got confused because they said, hey, the blood on the hilt of this dagger is the same DNA as the one, as the skeleton. And then they were like, oh, well, it's obviously the DNA from the guy who killed him. But why? No, they said the DNA on the, the hilt. Okay. But couldn't, like, the blood have spurted and covered up any... DNA? It's it's TV. Okay. But but like (laughs) there was a lot of blood on that. It felt like like there was a lot of the guy who got murdered's DNA on there. Mm. I know it sets up for a bit and I know it sets up for the whole thing, but it just annoyed me. Mm -hmm. How did the skeleton get charred? Like it looked burned. Um yeah, it looked kind of janky to me. God knows, we might have information not relate to us in the episode. Maybe the Metabot got all, like, crazy. Maybe. guess so. Uh, I love Kat's line or here. Could, or uh, it could ahead. be the other one. There Because it didn't seem like the Metabot's plotline and the Time Traveler's plotline was related at all. Yeah, not really. Like, they were on the same yeah. space station, but they were both doing their own thing. Yeah. Yeah, uh, let's. Cat, of course, criticizes the fashion sense of skeletons. 
While wearing an amazing coat. Yes. Made, as always, made from the skins of his slain brethren. <laughs> yes. <laughs> well, now he can go back in time and find more and make more clothes. Yes. See, we can do our own deep cuts. Ha <laughs> ha. All right. Um, and then we meet uh, Robbie the Robot. Oh, snacky. Or the living brain. Yeah, he also kind of looks like the living brain from the the Spider-Man comics. It's old old school computer. Um, I, I was yeah, I, I was impressed with that. Uh, I I hope that he actually remains a character. I mean, he is on Red Dwarf. Yeah, they'll probably figure out a way to hand wave his existence away, like they yeah. always do. It'd oh, probably yeah. be so. Oh, he just jettisons himself out of an airlock by accident. Yes, there you go. Now he's oh, gonna, he's yeah, I hate it. The new Crichton. <laughs> <laughs> they're, they're replacing Crichton. Yeah, they'll use him for everything. Sirs, I quiet, Crichton. Snacky was talking. <laughs> so is, is this the natural line? Is it you know Crichton sort of replaced Holly and then Snacky replaced Crichton? Yes. <laughs> yes. Yeah, there you go. It's natural order of Red Dwarf. It's the circle of robotic life. And it moves us all. Um, oh, let's God. see. I will, I will say, so when they, uh, when they break through and see um, that uh, the creepy, creepy surgery bot, uh, Sclepius there, is doing surgery. Um, nice voice, by the way. Yeah. Uh, nice and creepy. Um, Rimmer acts surprisingly competent. Now, granted, he is using Crichton as a human shield, or a hologram shield, but um, he, like, pops into gear and starts firing, and, like, he... Now, that's action Rimmer there. Yeah. That's because it's a different Rimmer. Oh, okay. See, this is where the conspiracy is coming in. This is actually a very more proactive Rimmer going on. (laughs) It's going to make sense. I have charts. But uh, but I was fairly impressed with Rimmer there. Well, he definitely stepped up. Which would it is me? noted there that he yeah fires first, <laughs> and oh, then yeah. Crichton just eventually starts to join in eventually. Yeah, I mean he. Well, you know, you look at an evil robot, you're like, hey, <laughs> that's an evil robot. You shoot first. <laughs> you don't mess around and wait for Greedo to shoot you. Yes. You shoot first, like Han Solo. I think I think he he had a. Reasonable amount of time to assess the situation and determine the threat and level. Shoot him with the leaf blower. Yes. <laughs> oh, bazookoids. Um, let's see here. We have uh, kidneys, of course. We're we're lost. Uh, and but luckily they have a plan. They're going to have the snack machine uh, do some DNA magic on a cat kidney. No, it's. Yeah. It's a bona fide medical robot. It's not a snack machine. How did they not see his back? Like, for all that time. Well, like, it shows him, like, keeping his back away from them. Like, whenever they're walking, he, like, keeps shifting around. Do you think he was trying to hide the fact that he was a snack robot so that he could get rescued? Rescued? Well, from the space station. Oh, maybe. Well, it appears that that's kind of it, you know. As soon as he said, you know, come on board, they're like, okay, yeah. And then once he's on board and he realizes that um, 
they think he's something else, he thinks, well, I can't really tell them because I'm here now. And he, and he obviously felt pretty awkward about it. <laughs> Until eventually he had to reveal it. You know, he yeah. had no choice. He's, probably, he's obviously quite shy. Yeah. Yeah. He's fun, he though. Want, he wants to tell them so bad that he just can't get up the guts to do it. <laughs> yeah, he could have done it while um, while we remember having the counselling session and probably jumping, but you know, he doesn't do it at that point. He just doesn't say anything. Yeah, oh, I, made... and I loved Rimmer's counselling session. Yeah, and that would have made so much more sense if that was the Rimmer post the first Rimmer that grabbed the gun and everything else. Post was post Rimmer, if that makes sense. It was post <laughs> psychoanalyzing and everything else. No. Yeah. Rimmer has so many neuroses that you can justify pretty much anything that he does. I suppose so. Yeah. Uh, let's see. There's a discussion of Kat's willingness to be a donor. Ah. This is this is very, very classic Kat. I mean in all they, senses of the word. They know Cat Cat. I mean, like we said, he murdered all of his species to make nice clothes. He's not going <laughs> to give up a kidney. But Crichton is so self-sacrificing that he just can't understand anyone else not being the same. It's true. Oh, we got his lying stuttering. Yes, so, the stuttering came back later. Love that. Not done in an annoying way, but done toward a nice purpose. Mm -hmm. And it having nothing to do with Cat, so he doesn't even notice. Yep. Um, let's see. Oh, goodness. I ran out of notes. I... Hey, buddy. But there... Yes. <laughs> <laughs> there is something interesting about um, Crichton's stuttering. It's kind of a happy coincidence, really. Yeah. Um, but because this was the first one they're filming, uh, and they're filming it at Pinewood Studios next door, they were filming um, a sitcom called Still Open All Hours. And so you had two queues of different audiences going in to do different productions. And some people got so confused, they ended up in the Red Dwarf queue, supposedly. <laughs> and oh, then, no. when it's, then when it's realized they shouldn't be there and they should be in next door, still open all hours, um, they got shuffled off next door. Um, James Baxter, who played uh, Jesus in Lemons, also stars in uh, still open all hours. Um, so that was another little connection to Red Dwarf. But the stuttering thing... Say may have been a coincidence, but uh, the original basically still open all hours. I don't know if you know anything about open all hours. Um, no, we, we don't. But the, yeah, but the, the original sitcom uh, originates from the seventies and eighties, um, and it was Ronnie Barker who, who was the original star of Open All Hours, and his character stuttered a lot, very similar to the way that uh, Crichton does in that scene. So, uh, and then the, the new character that takes over in Open All Hours, played by David Jason. Uh, does a very similar type of stutter, and so oh. it sort of it appears like it's connected in those ways. Neat. So a lot just of people, thinking... Go ahead. a lot of people who saw that scene said it was you know just like Arkwright from Open All Hours when Crichton <laughs> yeah. was doing that. Ah, <laughs> that Red Dwarf originated it. <laughs> oh. oh, let's see here. Um, note, they've gone a bit wild with Cat's makeup. Yep. Um, <laughs> Cat the Conqueror is back. Good. Okay. Uh, and so then uh, we have Rimmer's hilarious session. 
Um, good material there. And then oh. Lister comes up with a cunning plan. <laughs> yeah, to... You yes. always hear Baldrick saying that. I've come up with a cunning plan. I've got a cunning plan. Yes. And so they replaced the kidneys with turnips. Um, no, wait, that's another one. <laughs> uh, and so, yeah, I do love it. I essentially pointed out here. So they just casually have them invent completely reliable time travel in this yep. episode. Um, they they nick the um, status technology, which we've already established can travel people backwards in time anyway. So it's not as if they're doing new. So it's just rehashing again. Yeah. It just seems like you could do a lot with it. Like, if they have just a time time machine there hanging around, then, you know, all of these binds that they get into, it seems like you could pretty much solve any of them with time travel. Well, that was before Harry Potter broke all of the time turners. Well, that's true. The time turners were, yeah. Um, So we have a bit of a paradox here, though. A bit, yeah. Yet That's again. an understatement, isn't it? The yet again, the time... e- I mean, the the kidneys don't exist. Yeah. So, Asclepius took kidneys out of Lister that Lister could not have had, because he at that point had the the chip, and not the kidneys. I I don't. Und- Did they put in lookalike fake kidneys and just forget to mention? Play-Doh kidneys. Yeah, Play-Doh kidneys. I don't know. Well, the, the the theory, there's another theory that goes that they weren't Lister's kidneys, and what he actually removed was the chip. He was then removed the chip to put the kidneys in. But we saw the Lister. kidneys. Yeah, but we don't know they came out of Lister, because there's no markings to say they're Listers, are there? On the jars, there's no D-Lister or anything like that. <laughs> they're just a pair of kidneys. Yeah. The metabot is terrible at labeling. <laughs> exactly. But so. but they but then Lister's missing kidneys and Yeah, I mean, Lister's missing kidneys come from the other Lister. This is all of um I don't know if this is something you're gonna mention, but I'll mention anyway. This is all a reference back to a, the ending of uh Ticket to Ride, the extended version. Oh dear. Where where yes, go no. on. <laughs> Where Lister doesn't have his curry at the start, yeah? Mm-hmm. Right? The reason why Lister hasn't got the curry at the start is because he stole it from himself in the future. Mm-hmm. He travelled back in time to get the curry then, to drink it forward in time, so he would have curry then. But then, when, where does the curry come from? Where do the, the curry kidneys come, come from? <laughs> the curry comes from the original Lister. He takes him from that timeline and brings him to the forward to the present. So now we're in an alternate timeline. Pretty much. I guess so. We have left the original timeline. We, we, we know that Red Dwarf is not particularly concerned with getting the nuances of time travel right. But this is say. two episodes in a season. Yeah, yeah, yeah they're, yeah. We just have it's to... Not too, it's not too dissimilar to a robberous Mr. Being His Own Dad. Yeah. Yes. So many bootstrap uh, paradoxes. There's just a pile of bootstraps. It is a, it is a bootstrap paradox, but I can confirm uh, that Doug Naylor confirmed on Twitter and in an interview uh, quite shortly after the episode was shown that it's not Lister's kidneys in the jar. But that doesn't make sense. He just doesn't say who they are, whose they are, but they're not his. Which means Lister didn't have any kidneys when Asleep has got hold of him. 
Doug. But they only Why? went back in time to replace his missing kidneys. So if yes, he had not, took, if he had the reason not why he didn't have kidneys is because they'd already been back in time to, to steal them. Yeah. So yeah. at this it's, point, so, his kidneys so were in the, the future. So the metabot had nothing to do with it. Yeah. So it's still yeah. a bootstrap paradox yeah. whether those were his kidneys or not. Yeah. Oh. Oh yeah. Lord. Okay. So it has been accounted for? Question mark. It has been accounted for. Yeah, no, it has. It, it does it work, is. sort of. No, it doesn't. Okay. <laughs> so moving on from that. Um, we then see, as you said at the beginning, the other side of the lift conversation, and that I thought was brilliant. Because, yeah, like the places that the lift was listing, uh, when Rimmer asked where he was, then at the beginning, Angela... Yeah, I was like, why are they going to the stasis pod area? Like, who's going there? Yeah. So that that was a very nice tie-in, getting it all back together. Also nice split screen action with yeah. double listers all the way. Or double yeah, double listers and, and rivers. Yeah. 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 That's one thing Red Dwarf's always done very well is the split screen. Mm-hmm. Uh I thought that the end with uh the the final confrontation with the lift there. That was a bit odd. Yeah. I, I mean it was I guess funny. But it, it seemed it seemed like a bit of a tacked on. I don't know. At least it didn't seem like it was tacked on from another episode entirely. Well, that's true. Yeah. <laughs> so we've had that. Yep. <laughs> yeah, it was, it was a bit tacked on, but it's, it's again, it's you know, it's the it's the classic red dwarf. It's the punchline to end the show. Yeah. It just it seems like they they keep going back to a very similar note there at the end. The old you know. Why I oughta somebody angry at somebody <laughs> to for their final note, and you know, th- th- there's they have other jokes, they have other means of humor. Just... Should have been Lister celebrating having his kidneys back by getting stinking drunk, well, yeah, and then passing out in Rimmer's bed again. That actually would have been perfect. <laughs> dun, 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 dun. Doug Naylor, hire me. Yep. <laughs> I can write the show. I like it. All right, headcanon, that's how it really ends. <laughs> All right. That's not how headcanon works. That's not how any of this works. <laughs> it's not how the Force works. I want my family back. Get off this plane. Um, all right, so, uh, moving on then. Um, um, yes, some ratings. Uh, so let's see, guests go first. So let's see. Gareth, you want to give us our first rating? Oh, that's good. <laughs> quite odd. I want to say it's definitely back into its old styles, but it's going to be definitely up there in the eight and nine range. I'm going to go eight and a half Captain Bollocks, just to steal that one away. (laughs) Nice. Because you're mean. Uh, Tim? Well, um, I'll say this is my favorite episode of this series. It may not be yours, you know, the, 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 you know <laughs> see how you are with the rest of the series, you're only halfway through. But for me, who's seen the whole thing, this is definitely my favourite. Um, I, For me, it's the closest to the sort of classic Red Dwarf that, that I love, um, the sort of mixture of the sci-fi and the comedy, but also the character relationships once they're back on Red Dwarf, you know, between Lister and the cat and everything else. The whole thing for me is just a really good episode of Red Dwarf. So I'm going to give it... Nine and a half out of ten rotating egg flipper thingies. Nice. 
Yeah, that was clearly a spatula, yes. Yes. It's sort of m- making fun of Daleks. Yeah, I assumed so. Yeah. <laughs> and even the the um, piece at the bottom of uh, Snacky looked like a Dalek. Yeah. Yeah. A little bit, yeah. Or a Tom Servo, but either way. Oh, um, love? Uh, I enjoyed this. Uh, I really enjoyed uh, a lot of the cat stuff. Was that a parrot? No, it's my son. Oh, cool. Is your son a parrot? No. Oh. <laughs> that would be awesome, though. Um, but yeah, it, it was it was a lot of fun. So uh, I'm going to give this uh, 8 out of 10 uh, murderous lists. Nice. Um, I liked this a lot. Uh, cat's makeup annoyed me, as I've said, but that's, you know, a minor thing. Um, I, I, I agree. I think the humor was, was there. It was, it was on point. Um, the, uh, the cat bits were great. They used a sci-fi trope to build on the story and comedy, even though I was a bit annoyed with the inconsistency of it. Um, so yeah, I'm, I'm going to give this, uh, eight out of 10, um, green crayons. Hey. <laughs> uh, so... We will move on then, I guess, to some quotes. So, y'all can go first. <laughs> if I had any quotes in front of me, I would say them. <laughs> <laughs> the only one I can is it me- The only one I can is remember. Is it me? Is then is it? Well, no. you remember is Captain Bollocks, which was like uh, something along the lines of <laughs> oh, there you go, go into your go into your files and del- not find any <laughs> records of me. I have it under filed under Captain Bollocks. Or something like that, anyway. Yep. I think we've got our own laugh track. I love it. Yes. Yeah, we've uh, got a studio audience in tonight. A studio audience and a studio cat. And a cat, yes. Uh, let's see. Uh, Tim, do you want to do one? Uh, okay. Uh, let me see if I can find... I've, I've got one or two here, yeah. Okay, Um, prepare yourself for a bit of a shock, sir. What kind of shock? Well, if most shocks are about this size, this shock is more this size. You have a problem with your kidneys, sir. What kind of problem? You don't have any. That crazy droid organ napped them, and when we marined our way in to save you, friendly fire took out the jar. And which particular friend caused this friendly fire? Put it there, pal of mine. (laughs) <laughs> yeah, so that reminded me a lot of uh, the Ghostbusters there. Imagine this Twinkie represents the normal amount of paranormal activity. Uh, let's see. That's a big Twinkie. I have... Now, again, I don't have the exact quotes. I I, I will admit something here. I, uh, I usually just write down keywords and then look up a script of the show online to get the exact quotes rather than write them down as I get to them. And this is the only episode for which I could find no script. So it's just going to be a ballpark. Um, Hang on. I give you one of my kidneys. What do I get? A hole where the kidney (laughs) used to be. (laughs) (laughs) I love that. Um, I don't have any written down, but I do have that the Metabot... Uh, points to a note that says he's not mad which is written in blood and says no longer insane (laughs) my favorite bit yes (laughs) Uh, did you have another one 
Not me. Uh, yeah, yeah, I've got, I've got, I've got a few. Um, hey, little buddy, I've come to tuck you in. Here I go. Tuck, 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 tucky, tucky, tuck, tucky, tucky, tuck, tuck, tuck. Nice. That's so like a cat. As soon as I they had, want something, they're like, I love you. Let's see. I had, um, in the cat dictionary, the only meaning of donor is a kind of kebab. <laughs> <laughs> I hate to be the bearer of bad news, but Marrero wasn't killed by his own clone. Well, who killed him then? He yes. was a stasis engineer working on a project to hack stasis booth in order to create a portal back into the past. He used to talk about it with his colleagues when they were ordering snacks. One day, his future self appeared and told him never to go back in time or, um, or he'd be stabbed to death. The younger Morero refused to believe him and stabbed him to death. He realized <laughs> what a terrible thing he'd done, so he went back in time to warm his younger self and got stabbed to death. Yes. <laughs> See, that I loved. That's proper time travel yeah. right there. That's, yes. Um, I think I think that was trying to set it up for the the next bit. Yeah, but it did it well. Uh, let's see. I had. Um, why would anyone do that to my teddy bear? <laughs> they kept screaming, "More talcum powder! More talcum powder!" <laughs> why did she get the green crayon? That's my favorite. That one. <laughs> oh, and the uh, the the other one that I really. And luckily, we've been watching Last Week Tonight with John Oliver here, so we, we had the context to understand this joke, because we really don't follow much sports and otherwise would not have. But um, I've become a master of the deceptive arts. I could work for FIFA. <laughs> <laughs> yes, after Very topical. Yes. yes. Super topical 3,000 years in the future. Yes. It's good to know that millennia hence... FIFA will still be the wonder, good to know. Be beloved cor corrupt organization that we all know and loathe today. Um, let's see. Any other final quotes? Uh, yeah, one more. Uh, right, that's it. You're fired. You can't fire a lift, sir. I just have. <laughs> How are you going to replace me? With another lift from another shaft. I'll get the scutters to transfer and install. Let me tell you, Milado, there are plenty of young thrusting lifts around here who would give their eye teeth to transport someone of my stature up and down their shaft. <laughs> oh, phrasing. Milado. All right. Well, um, so yeah, I think we've done a nice job with this one. Um, what is the Good name job, of the next episode? The name of the next episode is Officer Rimmer. Yes. So this has been Rimmer meets the other Rimmer. Yes. Okay. Yes. Yeah. The charts will all come together. Clearly. Like, Clearly. you can't see our house, but it's full of, like, the, the yarn that's connecting <laughs> all of the pictures. And <laughs> this goes all the way to the top. <laughs> oh, yes. Lovely. Um... Oh, crud, I just noticed my notes here. I have no closed pneumonia. Yes, Kat's idea that uh, the skeleton, that he died of pneumonia because he wasn't wearing clothes. Because he's, yes. yeah, skeletons. <laughs> oh, loved it. Okay, uh, Officer Rimmer. Well, I guess Rimmer becomes an officer. Um, 
or maybe maybe they see an alternate future to where Rimmer could have become an officer. I think I want to say they've have they not done that. I don't know. Uh, well, no, the head is. Well, I don't know. Um, or maybe the others are playing a joke on him, making him think that he's an officer. Now that would be perfect. I have noticed in every episode this season, he has a very long, and I think it changes each time, yeah. but acting superior, in charge, captain, glory, like it get, yeah. keeps his, his made up official, non-official title keeps getting more glorious. Mm-hmm. Um, but let's see. Yeah, I think that, I like that idea that they trick him into thinking that he's an officer, but he's not. Um, I don't know. I'm, I'm going to think that, that something happens to where he gets to be an officer and then, of course, rumors it all up uh, with his usual annoyingness until by the end of the episode, he's met it, he's booted back down to um, uh, technician rank three under Lister or something yes. like that. Yeah, that's what that's what I'm feeling. He's going to have it all and blow it because he's rumor. Yep. <laughs> so, all right. Um. So yeah, until next time, we'll see who is right and who is dead. No, wait, that's that's another thing. Okay, so uh, thank you for listening. Uh, Gareth, thank you so much for, for guesting with us this time. Yes. Good to have I you back. I get look again. Um, let's cheap see. look time. <laughs> yes, uh, yeah, do you have anything that you want to promote? Yes, I want to promote uh, the other podcast which you sang a lovely rendition to last time, which is Highway to Mars. <laughs> yes, a podcast that has been explored in the universe of science fiction, <laughs> and we've been talking. We've been covering literally every version of the Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy, one after the other. Cool <laughs> the movies, TV, and all the spinoffs thereof. That is awesome, and there are so many adaptations of it. I love it. Yeah. Um. All right, and then uh, Tim, anything you want to promote? Uh, not a lot at the moment, really. Um, I am the admin of a few groups. So if you like Red Dwarf, join a couple of the Red Dwarf groups I'm on. Uh, the Red Dwarf Posse, uh, the Real Red Dwarf uh, fan club group, and uh, Red Dwarf Spoiler and Discussions. And you can also join the official, unofficial Bottom fan group page if you're a fan of the program Bottom. And that's it. Nice. Oh, oh. one more, sorry. Uh, My Lovely Horse, Father Ted group, which is on Facebook as well. There you go. <laughs> Cool. Uh, and of course, you know us. We are on this one. And uh, Angela, what all do you do nowadays? I have a podcast called The Misfits. That's M-I-S-S-F-I-T-S. Because we are ladies, uh, misses, who talk about nerdy stuff. Ladies. Cool. Yeah. And of course, as you all know, we are both on the Empty Road to Tottenham, the one and only fan cast for uh, no, Sorry Victor. Victor will not be going to Tottenham today. Um, <laughs> so be sure and tune into that. Well, until next time, thanks for listening. I told you I do it every episode. Yep. Uh, thanks for listening and bye. 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 bye.